to the podcast. My name is Kat Lee. And I'm Heather McFadden. And this is the Hello Mornings podcast where we help you build a life-giving morning routine. And today we're talking about the big elephant in the room. The <laughs> question that everyone asks when we talk about morning routines. They say, what if I'm not a morning person? So Kat, you started Hello Mornings and I'm sure there's less pressure. Like you have to be a morning person, but are you like, do you struggle with night owl tendencies? Well, let's look at today, for example. Um, (laughs) I have this blanket that I got at Restoration Hardware and Mm -hmm. it is kind of maybe even my blankie. I love it. And it's heavy and soft and comfy. And I woke up this morning and I thought, well, it's a little cold in my house because I live with Eskimos. And um, not really, but not they, literally. They, yes. they're not, but my family apparently likes everything cold. And so I woke up and I was freezing. So I took my blanket and I brought it into my office where I have my morning time. And I thought, I'm just going to kind of like lay down or like, you know, just kind of kneel and pray and have my blanket over me. And I woke up a little <laughs> while later. You pulled a Heather. Cozy. I, yeah. pulled, I pulled a Heather. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm, I'm not. I will say that I tend to be really excited about each day. Like I have things that I want to do. Um, but sometimes that excitement can kind of reach a peak in the evening where I stay up way too late mm. and um, either do things that are productive or completely abandon everything, do things completely unproductive and yeah. watch random YouTube videos. And then in the morning, I just can't get up and I can't get out of bed. So I am definitely, definitely not. And so I've learned to kind of scale my mornings for how I'm doing that day. So they don't look the same every single day. There are certain elements that are the same, but the mornings don't look the same because some mornings are just hard. Well, do you think too, like seasonally summer for us, (laughs) like I had high hopes in the spring. I'm like, well, the boys will be sleeping in later. So I'll have like two hours to get up and have all this time to be productive. But now I'm sleeping in too. Mm-hmm. Like I think I rolled out of bed at seven this morning. Mm-hmm. I still had my morning, hello mornings time, but it was like seven to seven thirty. It wasn't five thirty or six or whatever when we have school. And then I feel like in the summer too, you're like the kids go to bed so late. Exactly. You finally get time to yourself and then you're up until eleven. Eleven thirty. Twelve. One. <laughs> confessions. True confessions <laughs> of Cat Lee. <laughs> so So you have these grand plans, you finally get time to yourself, and so you stay up and sometimes get on little rabbit trails off into YouTube land. Um, What helped you? Like how, for the gal that's out there like nodding her head, yes, that's me, I totally would much rather stay up late than get up early. How can she overcome this? So I think, you know, a couple things. To me, the biggest thing is just grace. Uh, If I Mm. am hard on myself and I say, ugh. I'm just not a morning person. I I don't want to declare anything about myself unless God's declared it about me. And I don't, I have yet to find Mm. a scripture that says, you know, Kat is not a morning person. So I am just going to go with the fact that I want to wake up and be intentional because it's, it's kind of like, you know, I love sports analogies and I'm just going to go with that. (laughs) Do it. Do it. You can apply it to any situation. You could apply it to a teacher at school. They go in early to get ready for their day. You could apply it to anything. So, but you know, the Olympics are coming up. Mm. So, you know, any Olympic athlete that's competing in any sport, they are not going to arrive at the venue and jump right into their competition. Mm. Every single person who operates at that level takes time to plan and prepare. And, Mm. um, 
really focus on on what their purpose is, the plan for their competition, and then they get warmed up. And I feel it's kind of the same for us. Maybe it's just because I really want to be an Olympic athlete, but <laughs> I have that same feeling for each day. I want to start my day. If I want to live each day well, if I want to um, really live out everything that God had hoped for me to live out that day, then I need to start my day with him and, um, and, and, and get, you know, get that frame of mind in there. So, mm-hmm. um, for me, it's just having that grace though, that it's not going to be perfect every single day mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's, it's just not, there's going to be hard days and hard situations, but it's a matter about just keeping going. So all those athletes, they have bad competitions, but yeah. you know, they just keep on, keep on going. And so that would probably be the biggest thing would be not to declare yourself um, someone who isn't a morning person or to declare yourself a night owl. And it might be that you just prefer these things because that's currently what your schedule is. That's currently how you operate. But it doesn't mean that it's not something that can change if you want it to. Uh, So it's just a matter of figuring that out. And then there's also the element of your morning doesn't have to be super long. So it's not like you need to make this huge transition all of a sudden. Yeah, I think that's big. I think the expectation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That it's not like, okay, I'm signing up for Hello Mornings. That means two hours every morning I need it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Setting realistic expectations. Yeah. So today we're going to share uh, several different tips, hopefully uh, 15. This might be two podcasts. We'll kind of see how it goes. <laughs> okay. Um, but, but some of them are really short and others have a little bit more depth to them. But 15 tips. So the first one, you know, apart from just giving yourself grace in general is to know your why. And this is huge. Mm -hmm. This Mm -hmm. is probably the most important thing of all. Um, Because if you know your why, you can do just about anything. If you have a big enough motivation to do something, the odds are you're going to force yourself to focus on that thing and to accomplish it. And so knowing your why. Now, for me, that why is that I really believe God has a plan and a purpose for my life. And I want to honor him and honor that. And I'm excited about it. It makes me think about um, like the Chronicles of Narnia. Mm. And, um, you know, every day I have the opportunity to just stay in my stuffy little wardrobe with surrounded by coats and clothes, or every day I could step through that wardrobe into Narnia, into this wonderful magical land. And, you know, we serve the God of the universe and anything literally is possible today. I'm not confined by my circumstances or my season. He could do amazing things today. And I just want to make myself available to him each and every day. And so that's a huge why for me. And then kind of next to that is just the impact that it then has on my life and on my kids and on my husband and on, um, you know, people that I encounter throughout the day. So yeah, tip number mm-hmm. one is to know your why. And, and that's just been huge for me. Yeah. And I mean, my why has changed. I don't know if your why has. I think my why initially was utter desperation. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, which you shared in episode one, like the, just the this, the insanity, if I keep doing the same, I'm not going to, the insanity will stay the same. Yes. Like it felt like uh, a strategy that perhaps could stop the insanity. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I was thinking at first. And then my why has now transitioned in that I've seen the impact and I want that to continue. Uh, I know that when I get up 
early and I remember um, it like like a battle. Um, if I see in Narnia, to use your Narnia example, if we're going to go into battle against the enemy and we know that there is a real enemy and that my day, there might even include little battles with my family, but they're not they're not my enemy. But I can make them my enemy if I don't start the day with uh, a plan and if I'm not prepared my heart to surrender and let God fight for me. Um, if I haven't prayed those things that I'm like struggling with, with my boys or things I see in their relationships and their sibling Bible movies, if I don't take a second in the beginning of the day before all of that battle starts, uh, if I don't take a second and, and pray over those things and get in God's presence and remember who he is, then I'll try to fight on my own strength and fail pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just having having that why before me keeps keeps me getting up. Yeah. Do you, um, is that something that you've written down somewhere or just something that you keep? No, I should. It sounds like a good idea. I'm not a right. I mean, I should. Yes. You're more intentional in that way. I love that you are. I think it's just because like, I forget. <laughs> I am forget. See, I'm totally forgetful. So I should I should write down my my battle plan. If it's even not in front of me, then I don't think about it. I'm a very yeah. visual person, so I have sticky yeah. notes all over my office. <laughs> That's a good idea. Well, I remember I was a little girl. My dad was very good at training us in the Bible, and uh, I was homeschooled. So in the morning, he would have we would have time around the breakfast table, and he would teach us through whatever he was teaching people. He taught a Bible study. And the, that would sometimes be really complex books on prophecy. And sometimes it was things that I just never knew before, like the armor of God. And I remember him teaching us about the armor of God and each piece of it. And uh, that's just been something I've carried with me my whole life is just to pray each of those pieces over me. So I'm ready. Um, I even just saw there's a new book that came out from a guy, Kenneth Bay, I think you say his name. He was a prisoner uh, in North Korea. He is a Korean American, but he had a heart to take people into North Korea to see what what it was like there. And he did it in a friendly way, but then he was uh, stopped and taken as a prisoner and was doing hard labor. And it was just day after day, the same routine. I felt like the mom can identify with that the same just struggle of like, I can't do this again. I cannot do the laundry again. He couldn't go in those fields and plant again. And one morning he started uh, praying through that Ephesians uh, section of putting on the armor and it just strengthened his spirit. And then the next day he did it again. And then there was a day where he was just singing out worship songs in the middle of the field. And it was making the the guards over him mad because he was smiling in the midst of the fields. And I think that for me is what is my why now. I want to do the same things that I was doing before, the same circumstances. It's not going to change. Your circumstances won't change, but your joy in the midst of them and the spirit strength in you make those circumstances not just bearable, but uh, a joy mm-hmm. to be a part of. The fact that he could be in a North Korean prison and have joy is tells me that I can be a North American stay-at-home mom with like perfectly healthy children. I can have joy. I think. I think I can have joy. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that that battle imagery in the armor of God has been huge for me. I love that, and I kind of feel like 
that perspective does one of two things. So tip number one was to know your why. And then tip number two is to set your goals. And I feel like mm-hmm. that idea does a little bit of both. That's my, my yeah. your, your why is almost also a goal. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you, you, know, outcome. you want, yeah, you, you want to be uh, someone who, who walks in joy in the midst of whatever the circumstances are. And, um, so that's your why, but it's also something that you're aspiring to. And the way to get there is to start our day with Jesus and live intentionally. Mm, yeah. Um, so tip number two is to, to set your goals. And, you know, that can be things kind of like Heather was talking about that are um, a little bit more spiritually based, or you can set goals that are just, you know, real specific goals of I'm going to wake up at this time. I'm going to do this thing and then this thing, but whatever your goal is, you, you do really like, like Heather was kind of sharing, you want it to extend from your why. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you're wanting to live a purposeful life, you don't want to then just set random goals that don't relate back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're thinking about your morning routine right now and you're thinking, okay, well, I'm a night owl and I'm not a morning person and I don't know what goals I should set. Um, just start with something super small and super doable. But here's the thing. If you're anything like me or maybe Heather, you might forget things if you don't write them down. <laughs> yeah. Um, and actually, I, I don't have the um, exact study like name or I can't reference it. But I recently read about a study done where they had several students who um, were going to take on like a, a fitness routine. And I don't remember the exact statistics, but it was something along the lines of people had a, I want to say it was like a 35% greater chance of actually sticking with the fitness routine when they simply wrote it down and put it up where they were going to see it. So there were people who decided to do it. um, And then there was another group who decided and then wrote it down and said when and where they were going to do it. So, you know, kind of the difference between saying, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to have a morning routine and you'll have one level of success, or you're going to say, yeah, I'm going to have a morning routine and it's going to be at this time, at this place, in this way. And Mm. by simply setting that goal, you'll increase the odds that you're actually going to stick with it. And so it's such a practical and small thing, but it can have a huge impact on you because you don't wake up kind of like you said, um, the first 30 minutes where our brains aren't really editing. We're not really um, making decisions and thinking great, the greatest thoughts in the world. So if we haven't previously said what we're going to do, when we're going to do it and how we're going to do it, then we're trying to make those decisions early in the morning. And that's just, that's exhausting all by itself. Yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, that leads into, you said, uh, make them small. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you want to go into tip number three, but I think that to me is a huge success for a night owl. Like we said, not saying, it's going to be the two hour thing. Uh, I remember such freedom when I read in your book, just start with five minutes, mm-hmm. you know, go to bed five minutes earlier, five minutes. Come on. We you can go five to bed five, <laughs> five minutes, five minutes earlier and then wake up five minutes er- mm-hmm. earlier. That, that to me uh, is success and, and a goal that's manageable. And, you know, really if, if you're wanting ultimately, maybe you're a person who is excited about the mornings and really wants to do it. But you realize, okay, if I just suddenly make a two-hour shift in my day, that probably Mm. isn't going to be very effective. So Mm. then taking those baby steps, it's important to think about this habit as a lifelong thing, not just as a quick fix that we're going to try to do right now. So if you you move your schedule back five minutes um, every week, 
for 10 weeks or yeah, 10 weeks, then in 10 weeks you'll have, you'll be going to bed almost an hour earlier mm-hmm. and that'll be your norm. And it will be a part of who you are and part of your habit and will be as hard of a thing to do. And so it's important. I think as you take these baby steps to not think of them as insignificant because they're small right now, but kind of see them as bricks that you're building towards something that's going to be really strong and long lasting for the future. It's good. Because a lot of, I, don't, I don't know about you, Heather, but for me, I tend to be overly optimistic, overly mm-hmm. excited, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I just want to do everything all right now. And yep. so taking baby steps like, oh, that's not fun. Yeah. I want to do something awesome. You just need to remember Bob. Bob? What about Bob? Yes. What about Bob? He's baby stepping. He's doing the work. He's not a slacker. That book. Did you see the movie? What about Bob? I didn't see the movie. What about oh, Bob? Oh, my gosh. You got to see me what about, about Bob. Bob. Oh my gosh, he's he's totally this like OCD, um, hypochondriac, total hot mess, and he's seeing a psychologist and he gets kind of obsessed with his psychologist. But everywhere he goes, he's taking. I'm baby stepping to the office. I'm baby stepping into the elevator. I'm baby. He can't get in the elevator. I'm baby. He's baby stepping everywhere. I'm doing the work. I'm not a slacker because all of these. He's been counseled so many times to help him get over all of his his issues and that's the thing that gets him to do big things Mm. he ends up on a boat he's tied to the mast of the boat like he's got life jackets all tied all around him but he's like screaming out i'm on a boat (laughs) like he just he gets to do these amazing things because he he's a baby step he takes baby steps he's not a slacker so so remember bob remember bob what about bob yes yes Take the baby steps and you'll get to where you want to go. I love it. I love yeah. it. Okay. So tip number four is to focus on bedtime. Yes. That sounds weird. Why would we focus on bedtime? Um, I think that that's key. Like we we're saying, if you, my favorite, I'm going to quote you to you. That oh, sound good? That's a little weird. <laughs> I know, but this is where I get my information from, in, from you. Uh, when you gave me the perspective of, okay, how many hours of sleep do you need at night? And for, for me, I don't need that much, but for some people it's maybe eight hours, 10 hours. I don't know. But if you look at your overall 24 hours and you look at how much sleep you need, a lot of people uh, and how long your kids are asleep. Mm-hmm. So if your kids sleep 11 hours and let's say you are just need a lot of sleep, you need, what do you think a lot is for an adult? Nine or 10? Okay, so you're getting one to two hours of you time, either at night or in the morning. And so how are you going to shift that? If you get this chunk of time with no kids and you you need sleep within that, are you going to use all of your no kid time in the evening or are you going to use split it up? Did I just explain that right or did that just confuse everyone? That made sense to me. Okay. But I think that the key is you get time with no kids in the middle of the night, (laughs) those hours that they're asleep. Most of us would use all that time in the evening and then wake up when our kids wake up. Right. Right. And, and, you know, I think an important thing to remember, too, is that when we look at having that time to relax in the evening, whether it's after work or after whatever we've been doing all day. Yeah. There's a difference between rest and relaxation. Mm, Sometimes we probably really just need to go to sleep. Facebook is not going to revolutionize our lives. 
Yeah. Um, Aimlessly scrolling has never worked for me. Right. YouTube, watching YouTube might, but, um, but. <laughs> oh, oh, my evil doesn't, but your evil. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, but, you know, I, I don't ever remember staying up crazy late to quote unquote relax um, and having it really change my life. Right. But I do have memories of waking up a little bit earlier and being intentional and having God reveal something to me that has had a huge impact on my life. So, but it's hard to do that morning thing if we're not doing the e- the evening thing. You, you kind of need to look at your sleep as a set thing. I definitely do not recommend getting less sleep. I think sleep is huge. Just even scientifically and physiologically, sleep is really, really important to us. And we need to not underestimate it. And probably as a culture in general, we're not getting enough as it is. So I don't want to add on having inspirational mornings by getting less sleep. So you need to shift it as a whole. So if you're going to wake up early, we need to focus on the bedtime because that's really where it starts. Uh, And it could even be something where if you want to wake up early and you're excited about waking up early, that in order to do that, you need to earn that by getting X number hours of sleep. And so you need to shift your bedtime back accordingly. Um, because you know, so often we're just like, I just, I just need to relax, but -hmm. we're not really relaxing. I mean, we're relaxing, but it doesn't do anything for us. It's kind of just fun to do, (laughs) but sometimes we just need that rest and that getting that much more sleep or getting up in in the morning and being intentional is going to have a bigger impact on us than just, you know, surfing the web in the evening. I think it's a good point. Even no matter whatever woman is out there, whether she has young kids at home or not, that she can, that she can recognize how is that time getting spent? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how is my, are my evenings getting spent? Yes. Confessions, real life confessions of night owls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So tip number five kind of goes along those lines. It's set an alarm for bedtime. I thought that's a great tip. Wait, that's a really good idea. Set an alarm for waking up in the morning. <laughs> no, that's a great tip. That sounds weird. Um, but no, this is really, really helpful because I actually have to set two because I don't know about you, but I get so excited about whatever I'm doing at night. You know, I'm like, oh, this is I really wanted to, you know, whether it's watch a show or whether work on something or read something, I get into it. And so kind of like with, you know, if you have kids with kids, you kind of need to give them a little bit of warning before you end whatever you're doing. Mm, uh, I need five to give minutes. Myself, exactly. Five minutes. Yeah. I, I have to give myself my own five minute warning and say, OK. It's time to slow this down and um, get ready to get off the train because it's time to get ready for bed. So you're almost kind of parenting yourself. But having that alarm can just be a great reminder that, all right, am I doing anything worthwhile? (laughs) Is this the best decision for me Mm -hmm. um, or do I just need to get ready for bed? Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, and I don't know if you have this. You I think we're going to get to it. Yeah. No, I think that the, the timer at night. Boom. That's something nobody. That's outside the box, there, cat. Mm-hmm. That's outside the box. Okay, so tip What's number six. Tip number six is don't linger. So when you when your alarm goes off in the morning, well, mm-hmm. I, honestly, okay, let's let this. Let's be truthful here. Let's apply <laughs> to both. Don't linger. So when your alarm goes off at bedtime, just like yeah. I was talking about, mm-hmm. don't linger. Don't be like, oh, I'm just almost gonna kind of get ready. I mean, really, internally, we're all five year olds on our video game, <laughs> and none of us really want to stop. So just, we just need to be like, okay, I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to get up and I'm just going to go to bed. And sometimes just making a small decision, like I'm just going to get up and brush my teeth. And that can be the great way to just keep going. Because I don't know if anybody else can ever experience this, but when I stay up late, 
inevitably I want to eat something. But if I've already brushed my teeth, I'm so much right. less likely to eat something. And because once I eat something, then it just is a downward spiral. I'm like, mm. oh, I want to eat something and watch something. And <laughs> it's just not good. So, um, so don't linger. Just make that decision to go to bed. And then in the morning as well, when your alarm g- goes off, just be like, okay, I'm just going to get up. And for me, so I go into my into my bathroom, which then has my closet in there, which is actually my office. Yeah, heard, you didn't really mention that yet. I didn't. Yeah. So I yeah. I have my God time in my bathroom, essentially. Um, but it is in my closet within my bathroom. I think, uh, was her name Glennon Doyle? Glennon? Yeah. Momastery. Momastery. She calls, she offices also out of her closet and mm-hmm. calls it her clothes. So, yeah. Yeah. And mine is the same. It's like bedroom, bathroom, past the bathroom, closet. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I come in here and I'll go into the bathroom and I turn on the lights and that for one helps me wake up. Um, I okay. try not to, em- I, I try not to embrace coziness for <laughs> because if don't I do, don't bring the blankie, don't bring the blankie, leave the blankie yes, on the which bed. Which I actually have with me right now, but I know, right? You just, I'm not asleep. It's like an enabler right there. <laughs> <laughs> so I turn on lights or brushing my teeth also helps me wake up as well. But the point is just Get up and get going. It's going to be worth it. And just reminding yourself that it's going to be worth it is also helpful. And I think also if you've done that work of setting an alarm for bedtime and going to bed on time, it's not as hard to wake up in the morning. So, okay. Well, and I think don't linger for me if I, like I said, I have my place. I don't, it doesn't, I don't linger because I really love that place. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that is, you say don't make it too cozy, but at the same time comfortable. Like right. I have a I have a blardigan. That's in my bl- <laughs> that's in my Hello Morris toolbox. Um, a blardigan is by Barefoot Dreams. You can get it at Nordstrom. It's not cheap, but it's a good Christmas present. Um, coming up Christmas in July. Um, <laughs> so it's a cardigan, but it's a blanket. It's made out of bamboo, and so it is the softest thing. Okay, I, I think I've, I've seen Big this, Mama but it's has still... this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've seen my blard again? Yeah. Your last just minute of explanation is hilarious. So it's a cardigan, but it's a blanket. It's made blanket. out of bamboo and Big Mama has it. So if somebody <laughs> doesn't know who Big Mama is. Melanie and, Schenkel. Yeah. Okay. So let's just <laughs> dive into a short explanation of all of that because I'm picturing something really uncomfortable if it's made of bamboo. Bamboo is the most, is the softest fabric ever. It's awesome. And you just, it's just like envelops you in a cloud. And so I can get up out of bed, put on my blurt again, grab my coffee, sit in my chair that has a little ottoman and with my soft lamp, because I don't want too bright of light. Mm -hmm. I just, I want a little soft light. And so I know that's waiting for me. Like that, you talk about the night before, is, is that really restful? Is that really a good way to spend our time? Um, Does that really fill up our cup? I know it doesn't. But that morning space, that comfy, um, the coffee and the the time just for me, that does fill my space. So I don't end up lingering in the morning in my room because I know that's waiting. Mm -hmm. I think that's huge. It's something to look forward to. It's Christmas morning. It's Christmas morning for me. Mm -hmm. It's mommy Christmas Mm -hmm. right there. I Mm -hmm. have something similar. So I come into my closet and... Um, sometimes I do bring my blanket just because it is cold in here, but mm-hmm. I have a little LED candle and you, you can buy these, I think pretty much anywhere, but, um, on the bottom, they usually have a timer. So usually the, the morning after I get it, 
I'll wake up just about five minutes earlier than I usually do. I'll turn it on. And what it does is then that way, every morning when I wake up, my little candle is waiting for me mm-hmm. in my office, glowing, mm-hmm. and it just looks so cozy. And I have a coffee maker in here as well. Uh, so I can wake up and make myself a cup of coffee and have my blanket. And it's just something to look forward to. And I really enjoy this this space um, in the morning. And I think that's that's huge. And it, again, makes you just not want to linger. And we're going to tell Jimmy about the blard again. The blard again, yes. I Christmas, think, here we go. Even just waking up and saying that word is kind of yeah. going to wake you up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, your tongue is ready. Blard again. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay, so right. Tip num- tips number seven and eight. These are probably the last we're going to get to in this episode. Yeah. Um, but they're kind of similar, kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, tip number seven is to tell others. And tip number eight is to surround yourself. Um, and yep. that's not with the blard again. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> When you set a goal, yeah. it is so powerful to have accountability, to tell someone, hey, this is what I'm going to do. Because otherwise, I don't know about you, but I can talk myself out of just about anything. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if I have other people that I know, know, and are going to ask me about it, that's huge. When you, yeah, yeah. When you started. Yeah, face the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I direct messaged you. And so, yes. There was, there was like, oh, the person who mm-hmm. started all this knows. <laughs> She knows. She sees. Yeah. It's huge. So I think that's that's big. And and that's really a part of the reason why Hello Mornings is there. Because at hellomornings.org, whenever we start a session, we have several six-week sessions throughout the year. And you can sign up to be in a group and have a group leader. And it's just a great way that regardless of the community you have locally, um, that you can connect with other people. However, I would say, um, along with tip number eight, surround yourself. I think the ideal is to find people in your life that you're like, yeah. hey, I'm going to do this. Will you do this with me? Yeah. Um, and it does a couple of things. Not only does it help you build that habit and keep you accountable, but it also builds those relationships, mm-hmm. which I think is huge, especially in our day and age and in our culture and with technology. It's easy to remove ourselves from people. But when we are engaging with people, and pursuing Jesus together and keeping each other accountable and growing together, I think it gives us just such a deeper level of relationship than we would um, if we're just kind of passing each other in the halls or if we're just connecting with people online. So, um, Well, that's what I was going to say when you were talking about the alarm at bedtime, mm-hmm. is if you have told someone, have that be one of your things where you text each other at night mm-hmm. or even, you know, in the morning if you're that brave. To, <laughs> but I think at night even just be like, hey, text me. Or I'm gonna I'm gonna text you when I go to bed, or text me to see if I'm headed to bed. Uh, I think that's that's big. Mm-hmm. And even like I found there were seasons when with friends who were going through hard things that as part of my morning time I would text them verses or prayers, um, and just knowing that as part of my why. I want to connect with God so that I can pour out to my friends. Um, I'm not going to have any ability to shine Christ's love and encouragement over them if I don't make this a priority for me. Mm-hmm. So being in a community where I am with people and we're all going through hard things together was part of my why for making it a priority to get up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you can learn from one another as well. Yeah. Yeah. You can yeah. get tips and ideas like yep. your what you just said right now about texting somebody at bedtime. You know, mm-hmm. maybe 
I, I wasn't thinking about that. I wasn't thinking about sharing that. I, um, maybe people listening had never even thought of that. Just the little things that we do to keep each other accountable and to just make it happen. I think it's powerful because really the whole first 18 years of our lives, some of us maybe for like 21 or 22, even in college, other people are kind of patterning our lives for us. They're giving us a schedule. They're keeping us accountable. And suddenly when we become adults, we kind of have to do it all on our, ourselves. There's nobody uh, mm -hmm. necessarily checking up on us to make sure that we're continuing to learn, continuing to grow. And so it really becomes our responsibility to create that environment for ourselves. And, um, and I think, I think honestly, we'll be shocked at the impact that it can have if we are intentional about continuing to refine who we are and, and step into what God has for us. So I think the best way to do that is to have people around us. Isn't there some saying like you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with something? Have you heard that? I like that. It's yeah. good. Let's yeah. just say it's a saying right now. Okay. I'm just saying it a saying, even though I really think somebody really, <laughs> really smart actually said it. Well, and with the tell others, you know, I went to friends, but like I said, in episode one, if you are married or if you have roommates or if you are with your you living with your parents or whatever, whoever your people in your home are, Make sure you tell them about mm -hmm. your plan so Very that true. you have the most success. Yeah. Uh, your your spouse um, may see improvements in you that they want to keep going. Yes. <laughs> so so they will be willing to help you be successful in that. And not in a like guilting, like, I saw you didn't get up this morning, you know, way, but hopefully supportive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Because, you know, I, I know that my spouse... My spouse, that sounds Jimmy. 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 Jimmy has seen that as well. And so then it's definitely something that he supports for me. And then for me, for him as well, you know, making sure that each of us get that time in the morning. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm going to run through tips one through yeah. eight. Yeah. Uh, tip number one is to know your why. Tip number two is to set your goals. Tip number three is to take baby steps. Tip number four is to focus on bedtime. Tip number five is to set an alarm for bedtime. Tip number six is don't linger. Tip number seven is tell others. And tip number eight is to surround yourself. And to get the other seven tips in our 15 tips for transforming <laughs> from a night owl to a morning person, you're going to have to listen to the next episode of the Hell in Mornings podcast because we just can't squeeze it in because apparently we talk too much. Yeah. So... Yeah. Uh, that's going to be in the next episode of the Hell Mornings podcast. We're going to get through tips 9 through 15. So I hope that you'll come back and check it out then. Uh, my name again is Kat Lee, and you can find out more about Hell Mornings at hellamornings.org. And my wonderful and amazing co-host is Heather mm. McFadden, and she podcasts. Um, uh, her podcast is called The God-Centered Mom, and I hope you go check that out as well. So thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks. Bye. Bye. this time for you I bow before the throne of a noble king and in this place my heart begins to sing it's gonna be a good day a good day filled with his grace his grace and sweet Jesus to walk in his way by his
This song is called God Day by Jen Stanbro. You can get your copy at iTunes, Amazon, or jenstanbro.com. 